What's up? And welcome to Clarity for Parents of Athletes, bringing you stories from professional athletes about their parents and how they were raised. My name is Gabe Nocere from aclearmind.com. All right, and welcome to episode one of Clarity for Parents of Athletes. Now, this episode is to help you understand a little bit more about me and who I am and what I do and why exactly I am doing this podcast and going on this journey. I have been a soccer coach for over 20 years, worked with a ton of children um, at the youth level, semi-pro level. And I've had a lot of interactions with parents. I've observed a lot of parents with their children, even ones that were not on my team. Uh, And I've noticed uh, some of them seem to struggle during their relationship uh, with their children and especially how they communicate with them and how they try and motivate them and the need that they feel that they have to motivate them. Now, I firmly believe that all parents are doing their absolute best that they can possibly do. Now, that's not to say that that's the most functional sometimes uh, or the most helpful, but I truly believe they're trying to do the best that they can do with what they're equipped with in that moment in time. And I want to help the best that they're doing to be even better and more functional and more helpful for the children. So that's why I'm, I'm doing this. And I'm very, very excited about the journey that I'm about to go on uh, with these interviews with these athletes. So besides being a soccer coach, I am also a transformative coach, which you can think of as very, very similar to a life coach, but a little bit different philosophy. And I work with individuals, both athletes and non-athletes, and I also do group workshops and work with sports groups and uh, non-sporting groups as well. And what I tend to focus on in these workshops and with my clients, I focus a lot on the ego. And we've all heard that word. It's become synonymous with sports, especially professional sports and um, even amateur sports, really all sports. Now, ego is that part that we have inside of us that wants to feel some sense of superiority or really has a fear of inferiority. Now, the ego feeds off of what I and some other people who follow the same philosophy that I do Uh, what they call the illusion of the outside in. And this is the idea that people, other people outside of us, material objects, uh, accomplishments, that those things and those people directly lead to uh, our state of happiness or sadness or frustration. They have some sort of direct relationship to how we feel when that's not really true, right? It appears to be so, but it's not because of the reality of thought, right? Thought, which is one of the three principles that I follow in my philosophy, and the three principles is based uh, from the work of a man named, named Sid Banks. So thought is what creates our reality. So if we use an example of our child is not getting enough playing time and in our our belief system. And we're upset as parents. 
we can create a story that our child's not going to be happy. And of course, we want them to be happy. They may not get a scholarship. They're not going to be perceived as one of the better players on the team. That's going to affect his or her happiness and social network down the road. Uh, We can go into this hallucination of the story because our thinking becomes contaminated because we're deep down coming from a place of fear, right? Um, Now, if the second principle is called consciousness, and which consciousness, of course, is another word for awareness. Now, when we become aware of the fact that we're thinking and we're creating some kind of hallucination in our mind, we naturally can settle down into more of a neutral state of being, which is leads into the third principle, which is called mind. Now, you can think of mind as a natural source of energy, which everyone is born with. It's really our ability to even create thought. So it's not the thought itself. It is the power that we have inside of us. So you can think of it as like uh, our mind is the sun. That is what powers us. And thoughts can sometimes come in and cloud uh, the sunshine that's coming from us, right? Especially if we're having a hard day and there's dark clouds all of a sudden because we're spinning into some kind of hallucination and we're, uh, we're experiencing a lot of anger and whatever we're thinking about. Now, when we become conscious, the clouds can start to come away and we start to settle down into a more neutral state and the sun is shining again, right? We're tapping into our natural source of energy again. And that's when I'm sure everyone's experienced it, whether it's on the field as an athlete or off the field. It's like being in the zone, right? It's when just all of a sudden things are flowing for us naturally. Things are just coming out of us. We're not even thinking about it. Being in the zone, it's really an absence of thought, especially contaminated thinking, of course. That's when we're flowing is when we're in the zone. And in order to do that, we have to be conscious of the fact that sometimes we're creating a story in our head and we have just nothing but thought. That's all it is. Just awareness of thought sometimes can help us settle down. Now, like I mentioned, we are born with this natural source of energy, this mind, the third principle. When we're born, we're like a blank canvas to the world. We haven't been programmed whatsoever. And come day one, we start receiving our programming, which is usually from the people that we're around the most. Our parents and our siblings, our extended family, and then we start to have these experiences in life. And all of a sudden, we start getting more and more programming. It creates a belief system of how we see the world, right? A a player's relationship with his or her family is crucial to development, And how parents, how we speak to our child helps create their belief system. It creates that programming inside of them. And that belief system can lead them into believing that their world is created from the outside in, that they have to accomplish things, they have to have things in order to be happy. They have to have a certain amount of friends, they have to have a certain amount of popularity, likes on social media, friends on social media, they have to have certain grades in order to be deemed successful. And again, that is an illusion because their happiness always comes from inside of them because it is their thinking about those things that creates their happiness, right? One giant illusion that I fear many, many children have is the belief that his or her parents' happiness depends on their level of success 
on the field and off the field. It always depends on their actions. Now that leads to a lot of pressure. And as parents, we can alleviate that or we can create that and enhance that, unfortunately. But the more conscious we are of what we're doing and how we're communicating with our players, our children, and how and when we're even communicating with their coaches can really go a long way in helping them out. Because the reality is that our happiness comes from the inside out, right? Everything is neutral. And how it gets positively or negatively charged is simply by our thinking, which creates our reality, which is always based on our emotional level in the moment. You've all experienced it. Sometimes we get frustrated from work or we have some kind of frustrating experience. We get in the car, somebody cuts you off, and boom, you're elevated. Whereas sometimes, other times, when maybe you've had a pleasant experience and everything is dandy and then you get in a car and and you start driving and the exact same thing happens to you, that car cuts you off and you say, oh, no big deal, go on, right? The car cutting you off is the neutral event, but your emotional state in the moment really can affect the reality that you start to see things. Now, going back to the second principle of consciousness, our awareness of the fact that we're either coming from a place of love or that we're coming from a place of ego directly relates to our emotional state because it ties into our thinking in the moment. You've never had any kind of feeling any kind of emotion that a thought didn't happen before that. Try and have some kind of emotion without a thought. Go ahead. Try it right now. Yeah, it's impossible. We get emotions from thought, from our thinking. That's it. We don't get emotions from other things or other people. Now, going back to the example with the playing time, the coach who decides not to play your child, right? Again, that's a neutral event. You can get super frustrated in the moment. Five years later, you can either be super frustrated or you can forget all about it or you can think about it again and then it's no big deal. It's up to you. The event itself doesn't change. Your thinking over time does change. And the more conscious we are, the quicker we can go from a highly charged, you know, kind of frustrated, charged emotional state into a more neutral state simply by the fact that we're conscious of the fact that we're just thinking and it's really not that big a deal and that it's something that's not real. Now I have a friend who coaches and he told me a story about one of his players. This this player was a senior and it was towards the beginning of the season and he wasn't playing very much, uh, wasn't doing well in training. And after one game, uh, the player's dad started yelling at the athletic director, yelling at the coach, saying, oh, my son's not playing. Look at this athletic director. What are you going to do about it? And my friend called the player and said, hey, I don't know if you know this is what happened after the last game. We cannot have that. And the player responded really maturely, said, you know what? I'm sorry. I love being on this team. Of course, I want to play more, but I just really enjoy being on the team. Now, about a week later, he texted my friend and said, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to have to quit because this situation is causing way too much friction between my mom and my dad and my dad and myself. Now, how devastating is that? This kid 
senior year is going to quit. And even though he's not 100% happy about not about his playing time, he still wants to be on the team. Now, that is the difference between love versus ego. The player was coming out of a place of love, loving to be on his team, to train, to be around his friends. But his dad's ego was speaking way too loudly. Now, this is the biggest reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's because I want to help parents like that. Again, to make their best more functional and better for their child. Now, going into this, I have a hypothesis that high-level athletes live more from the inside out than they do from the outside in. That's my hypothesis going into this, right? They, every sport that exists, I don't care what it is, has four pillars to it. A technical, a tactical, a physical, and a psychological. The technical side is your technique, your skill level with the ball, with the puck, uh, whatever you know, tool you're using to score points. Now it's your ability to pass, to shoot, to throw, to catch, and to receive. The tactical side is your decision-making part of the game as an athlete. So if, you, for example, if we have a two-on-one, I need to know what to do. If I have the ball, I need to know what to do, where the defender is, where my teammate is, and make a decision from that. If I don't have the ball, I need to know to realize, hey, where am I going with my run? How am I going to help my teammate out? So it's a the decision-making part of the game. Then there's the physical component, the one that we really can see a lot. That's how athletic somebody is, how tall they are, how strong they are, how fast and quick they are, how quickly they can change directions. Uh, There's also can be broken down into a nutritional aspect of it as well. Am I eating the right things? Am I drinking the right things at the right times? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I getting enough rest? Am I stretching? There's a lot to go with uh, the physical components. Now, the fourth, fourth pillar of sport is psychological. And that one I know separates the best from the best. Now, I've seen it on teams that I've been on personally, that I've coached, that we've had physically blessed players uh, with strong technique, good tactical decisions, but really low psychological decisions, immaturity, selfishness, really coming from a place of ego, where the more we can come from a place of love, then it really starts to affect the other three pillars. It The more we love to train the more we're apt to work on techniques we're not good at. I've seen and I coach players that have a hard time sometimes, you know, just going to try and do something that they're not very good at. They have this defeatist attitude almost. Now, a strong and loving psychological side can also affect the tactical decisions. Am I making the best decision for my team or am I making the best decision for myself based out of ego? And it can affect the physical component as well. Am I willing to be disciplined with my body because I love to treat my body well? And even though we have a birthday party coming up, uh, can I be disciplined and not eat five pieces of chocolate cake uh, because we have a big game coming up as well? It's really the more love we have, the more disciplined we can be with our bodies. So the psychological side can really affect all the other four pillars. And on whether they're 
elite level athletes or just athletes in general, it can make things more pleasant during their journey as an athlete. And again, that's the bottom line, what I'm trying to get. I'm trying to help the children. And I know in order to help the children, I know I'd love to help the parents because it will trickle down. They are their number one influence in life. So I'm very, very excited about this journey I'm about to go on. I appreciate you going on with me. We have some really amazing interviews coming up with some ex-professionals and professionals. I don't want to give away too much to keep you all in suspense, but uh, some really, really exciting guests. Uh, I'm always available on my website if you want to reach out to me. My email address is gabe at aclearmind.com. You can check out more about me on my website, aclearmind.com, and connect with me through social media on there as well. Thanks again for joining me. Much love to you and many blessings. 